a former NFL quarterback, a guy with a big arm who could make it work in windy conditions. And he's going to be on the field watching Josh Allen and Mason Rudolph up close all afternoon, starting at 4.30, working the game for the NFL on Westwood One. Ryan Leaf with us here on 93.7 The Fan. Ryan, Andrew Filipponi, and Chris Muller back in Pittsburgh. Give us a lay of the land here from a quarterback. How do the weather conditions, in your opinion, impact this game for the passers? Well, I think it's going to be okay. Uh, the wind has dramatically died down. They've got the field cleared, and um, it's it's been pretty just crisp, clear, and sunny. So um, I loved when it was cold. My hand would always be really warm. Uh, I could grip that thing really well and spin it. So I think both guys, as long as the wind stays down, are going to have every opportunity to throw the ball around the yard. Ryan, is it any tougher? Like you talk to pass catchers, receivers throughout your career. Is it any tougher for those guys if the wind chills around zero or you know that rough level of cold? Uh, do they have a tougher time holding on to it because the ball is a little harder? Anything on that end of the uh, the passer and receiver combination that's tougher? Yeah, definitely. Uh, when the ball becomes a little heavier, especially if it's in some snow and and, and there, you know, if it it's, uh, plays in and out. Uh, to get a little bit waterlogged. But, yeah, that, that ball becomes much heavier, much more difficult to, to handle when you're when it's being fired around by guys like Josh Allen and, and Mason Rudolph. So they have to be aware of that, uh, you know, especially when they're layering, layering throws over the linebackers and under safeties and things like that because uh, if it's coming too hard, it's, it's, it's just trying to, like, catch a boulder. Um, and and that, that's – incredibly difficult for, for the guys that are, are trying to catch the football. Ryan, when you've looked at these couple of games uh, from Mason Rudolph, what have you seen specifically in the way he's played the position that has impressed you or gotten your attention? He hasn't turned it over. And that was the bigger problem with Mitchell Trubisky uh, when he was placed in there during that three-game losing streak. They just they turned it over too much in, in, in real situational times and they've been so good over the last three weeks, not turning the football over. He's been accurate. I couldn't believe how accurate he was in that rainstorm against Baltimore. 90% completion percentage. What a, what a tremendous job on his part. He's been really good as a starter. He just has eight wins, um, and, and that's gonna, what's going to be needed today, not to turn the football over. Uh, hope Josh Allen does uh, the opposite, which has been something he has clearly done all year long, and they give themselves a chance. Ryan, how would you attack the Buffalo defense if you're Mason Rudolph? What would you want to exploit? What weaknesses or things do you see on tape or film that would make you, if you're in Mason Rudolph's shoes today, feel good about yourself in a couple hours? Well, first off, I, I, I keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hand, which means you have to rush the football. Najee Harris, which has been, who's been spectacular late in the year, over 1,000 yards on the season. Uh, I give him the rock a ton. Uh, you know, sprinkle in some Jalen Warren here, back and forth, and just try to utilize – kind of the game plan of what the Green Bay Packers did yesterday. I think that's a very good game plan for the, for the uh, um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Use some play action, allow them to go down the field um, deep to, to George Pickens. I can't believe Pickens, oh, by the way. I'm just looking at, you know, 63 catches this year for uh, 1,140 yards. I can't believe that, that average. He, he's a big play guy, and he's got to be. Um, I expect probably Taron Johnson, uh, slot cornerback, you know, second team all, pro to maybe be bouncing in and out looking around uh and trailing the likes of pickens today 
Ryan, conversely, on the on the flip side of this, if you were the Steelers, knowing what Allen's capable of, the gifts that he has physically for the position, if you were Mike Tomlin and Terrell Austin trying to come up with a scheme, are you trying to heat him up with the blitz, or are you trying to lay back and, and sort of force him to go methodical? Which one do you think gives the better chance of, of kind of creating turnovers from this guy? Well, where Pittsburgh, you know – excels is, is rushing the passer but that's when they have tj watt i mean you yeah. just look at last year's production alone when they were without him you know and, and when they were with him when tj played they had 32 sacks compared to eight and 18 to five in terms of takeaways i mean that that is a significant difference and so that's going to be a big problem today how you get pressure on a quarterback that when you get pressure on does such a great job with his legs what kind of spy is there going to be uh, you know, you know how well is uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, who's been so banged up over the last part of the season? You know what what is he going to be able to do? Um, and then finally, Michael Walker, who's been you know who's made some big plays, uh, the New England game in particular. And he's going to be asked to do a lot, and and I and that's a lot for a guy that you know pretty much was a, a pass rusher in college and is going to be asked to be dropping into space and then probably spying. Uh, and getting after Josh Allen a lot. So I, I think it's a very complicated question because I don't know if there's a true answer. What they need to do is hope he uh, is, is, is rush him into some mistakes, flat out, make him make some mistakes because I'm going to give you the stat and it is a hundred percent. When Josh Allen does not turn the football over when he starts the game, it's they're 16 and 0. It, they don't lose if he doesn't turn it over. So Pittsburgh has to get him to turn the football over today. Ryan, can you see the same thing happening to the Bills that happened to the Cowboys? Where if you get a lead on them early, you go right down the field, you make it 7 to nothing. Do you think doubt creeps in because of some of the uh, past uh, nightmares that they've had, 13 seconds in Kansas City, losing to Cincinnati last year? You've, you've obviously studied up on this team and Josh Allen and everything else to get ready for it. Like, Do you think that that's possible today? If the Steelers get an early lead, well, now – Buffalo is going to feel the burden of having to win the game. Well, I think there, there will be that, that pressure cooker if that starts to happen. Um, I, I, I don't think for a moment Josh Allen uh, lets that creep into his mind. Now, Sean McDermott, knowing that you know a loss today could end up meaning he's out of a job, yeah, there's, there's some, some pressure. How do people deal with pressure? And this coaching staff for the Buffalo Bills – has proven they don't deal with pressure well. You look back to those 13 seconds in Kansas City. They would have made so many different decisions differently, and they would have won that game and most likely uh, handled the, the Bengals and, and I think had a, their best chance to win a Super Bowl that, that, that year. Josh Allen was playing as good as he, he has. So, yeah, there's a lot to that, um, but I don't think if they jump out to a 7-0 lead, I, I think it has yeah. to be more, more dominant than that, have a couple-score lead and then make them get out of their way because – you know, what Buffalo has done this year is they lead the league in rush attempts. They're averaging 35 and a half rush attempts this season, which is first in the league. So they want to carry the football. If they're down and they're forced to throw it, that's a different uh, story altogether. It just seemed like in that Dallas game, and I know you watched it, Ryan, like C.D. Lamb and Dak seemed to be not on the same page from very early on, and I feel like that disrupted their offense. And you, you've looked at the numbers. It's wild how Diggs has almost been phased out of their offense from a production standpoint the last few games, Ryan. Yeah, you know, 87 yards a week ago was his most receiving yards 
all the way back to, to week six. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's unreal how one of the best wide receivers in all of football has been limited so much. You know, I think Dalton Kincaid has stepped up to the plate for that. I mean, he's been a, become and a that guy scares that scares me, Ryan, with our inside linebacker injuries, that tight end. I know, Kincaid. you know, and he catches a lot of balls. What he doesn't do, he doesn't catch a lot of touchdowns. He only has two touchdowns this year. So that that's something that that's going to have to change for him. But he is a guy that Josh Allen has a lot of trust in. And, and if he's going to catch a lot of balls today, that will be a problem for those linebackers. And uh, you might you might even see them and get in nickel a lot and drop that 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 safety corner down and and go try to go speed. But but Dalton's so big and fast that he can box guys out. So this is this is a this is a heavy test for the Pittsburgh Steelers without T.J. Watt getting after the quarterback. Ryan, uh, one of, you know I I didn't think they should play the game in the conditions. Obviously, it was like a snow hurricane in Buffalo. But I was hoping for like almost it was just bad enough. Uh, that it would affect the game on the field, but not bad enough that it would affect travel because I felt like, you know, mucking the conditions up was the best chance the Steelers had. Now that I know that field's going to be fine, I'm focusing in on their offensive line, the Steelers' offensive line, you know, having been in control these last three games, having really established the run. I got a two-parter here. How much of their ability to dominate the line of scrimmage has been, you know, part of Mason Rudolph being able to hit big plays and the run against lighter boxes and – when a line gets going this late in the year and into the playoffs, how much of a benefit is that to a team? How much can that actually take over a game at this time of year? Well, in the playoffs, it's, it's huge. Why? Because simply this, you have to be good one game. Like, you don't – I mean, just look at the Cowboys scenario. They had a bad game. They played one of their worst games of the year. Next, They don't have a next week. Like, the regular season allows for that. It allows for you to have that kind of week, come back, and go off the next week. It doesn't happen. If you have a bad game, and right now the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers is playing at an incredibly high level, They're pushing guys around. They're allowing Najee Harris to run the football. Roderick Jones, the rookie, uh, I wouldn't even call him a rookie anymore. He's had a full season in now. He's got the opportunity late. He's, he's played really well for, for the Steelers team. And, and so I expect Mason Rudolph to, to do what he's been doing the last few weeks and not turn it over. I think Daquan Jones side of, of Buffalo for this and things of that nature. So I, I think this is probably a real good focal point of it. You know, the, the two trenches uh, going after each other is going to be a big deal. Ryan Leaf with us. Ryan, on Mason Rudolph, if you were in his shoes, your journey to start this game, now you've got from your perspective as a quarterback good news that the weather is going to allow you to throw the ball around and not just be a guy who hands it off 40 times in a game. What would be going through your mind just a few hours away from starting your first playoff game? I, I think that, that the, all the plays in the playbook are there. I think that's what makes this feel pretty comfortable if you were Steelers fans, is that, hey, if, if, if that is going to be the case, if it gets a little, little dicey later in the because of some weather coming in, here, there could be some flurries and some things that, that become a problem late in this football game when it starts to get dark. He's already proven that he can do anything. And in particular, the performance, like I said last week against Baltimore, to complete 90% in that rain-infested uh, nonsense last week is, is very telling of what this guy's going to be able to do if any sort of weather becomes a problem. 
Ryan, last one. Around 7 o'clock tonight, you'll be on the field. Highmark Stadium, Steelers and Bills. Do you expect, with a few minutes to go in the fourth quarter, that you are watching and covering a one-score game? I do. I, if you look at where the uh, Bills have been uh, over the last few weeks, their only real walk away was versus the Cowboys. But every other game that they've won during this six-game winning streak has been one-score games, 20-17, to 17, 24 to 22, 27 21, 21 14. So, I mean, this, this isn't a situation where they have gone out and, and dominated. Uh, they've been in every game and choked. They went tightly contested football games. Uh, expected to be tight, and that gains and gives them confidence throughout the game. Ryan Leaf, Westwood One. We'll have the Eagles and Bucks after this game. The NFL on Westwood One on your home for the NFL in Pittsburgh. 93-7 the fan. Ryan, thanks for joining thanks, us Ryan. from Snowy Buffalo. We appreciate it, brother. Good to talk to you.